This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Episode 217 of the Hooniverse podcast. Uh, I'm like 90% sure. That's like somebody's lucky number, I, right? I, it is 217. Okay. Yeah. I just got, I just felt weird for a second that it was 216. But no, 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 that was the last one. So, yeah, because that was the Joel one. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. Just, uh, you know, uh, dodging natural disasters, uh, you know, here in California. Of course, yeah. I say that and we'll have an earthquake mid show. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. But uh, now dealing with the family on that, and then uh, uh, I had to move all the shout engine infrastructure on Saturday, so that was exciting stuff. That's fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, nothing like uh, moving servers. <laughs> it's a way to spend. It's a. This is my Saturday nights now. Moving servers. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> could be worse. Uh, yes, it could. It could. Uh, but since this is an episode with no guests, we're going to talk about the news. Yeah, we should. There's a lot of cool stuff that happened. Yeah, Frankfurt is just getting underway in Germany, and it's really the first kickoff auto show of the season. Um, and there was a big bit of news from Mercedes. Yeah, well, someone trickled out about this a little while ago uh, in regards specifically to the engine in that it is an F1-style V6 mm-hmm. that displaces a total of 1.6 liters, mm-hmm. is turbocharged, and I believe there's hi- hybrid There's well. hybrid. It's a hybrid electric turbocharged engine, and it revs to, what was it? 11,000. Which is cool, but that's a little bit of a lie. That's not F1 level yet. Uh, well, I don't know what the current F1 engines rev to. I think to. the F1 engines hit 15 or 16. Do they? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's quad cam. It has two electric motors up front, and the total horsepower is over 1,000. I want a motor with five cams. Yeah. Good just, luck with that. Just for the fuck of it. Um, top speed's 217, but, you know... The more impressive number is zero to one twenty-four in under six seconds. Yeah, yeah. And the specifics between behind one twenty-four is that that's one hundred and fifty k. That's it. Sounds crazy fast. Yeah, it is. Right. Um, I think the front end of it looks a little like a McLaren. I get a nine eighteen vibe from it. That's what they did. They just smashed the McLaren and the 918 together. Um, there's obviously some Aston Martin Valkyrie in there, too. Cause oh, and they took the R8 headlights. Yeah. Um, it looks like... it's. I, I think it's cool. Um, I'm not blown away by the design. It, it's not unique. I bet in person it's it's probably pretty impressive. I like the, the active arrow on the, on the fenders, on the front fenders over the wheel arches where like you know gt3 rs you know the 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 louvered fenders now are kind of a thing yeah only mercedes went oh we're gonna have louvered fenders but ours are gonna be motorized that's cool because it's i didn't even know it does mercedes nice well it's 2.7 million dollars just 2.7 they're only making 275 of them probably all sold they are all sold yeah (laughs) they are all sold you can't you can't buy one so, well, on the secondary market, you'll be able to buy one for $3 million. Martin know. Shkreli bought them all. Yeah. No, Shmi did. Shmi. Um, so it'll be sick. You know, I'm sure we'll see it at 
Pebble. Um, I don't know if it's going to do the American auto show circuit. I would I would be surprised if it did. Um, I wouldn't because it's a really good – it's a halo car. Yeah, but we'll see. They'll have uh, one. They'll probably have one. We'll see. It'll definitely be a Pebble though. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty, uh, To see an automaker like Mercedes build that is pretty awesome. I'm trying to think of the last time. I think the Mick Merck was the last big one. Like supercar, supercar? Yeah. Um, like true supercar-ish. I mean, some people would say the, the AMG Coupes are like that, but those are just kind of the black what editions, sports you mean? cars are. No, like like the, the AMG GTS. Uh, don't get me AMG wrong. AMG GTR. Car, I really like that Yeah, car. those are rock star cars. It's just that the SLR McLaren kind of came out of, it's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was McLaren wasn't developing anything independently at that right. point. And they're like... We need a car that looks like a giant penis. Yeah, and they and McLaren said, "Okay, we're British. We know how to make dick jokes." Yeah, <laughs> um, so that thing's rad. Uh, again, I'd like to see it in person um, to really judge it. So we'll see. Yeah, um, but it's well, cool. you never know. It could be coming up at SEMA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now another German automaker did something really interesting. Audi has made, ah yeah has a new R8. That's rear-wheel drive. I am not entirely sure why they did this, other than the fact that Lamborghini's going to do it. Well, Lamborghini has it. And, or, or they already had it, and they're like, right, let's, let's just make another option to charge for. Yeah, it doesn't. It, I agree 100% that it doesn't make any sense. However, I think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> like it has nothing to do with Audi's heritage and history and... Um, no, it's just fun. But yeah, but it's I mean Germans don't normally do fun, so it's kind of weird. I think it's 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 got the 5.2 liter V10s making 540 horsepower. It'll do zero to sixty in 3.7. Um, it drops a little bit of weight compared to the all-wheel drive one, and it's well, yeah, the I first mean, ever street legal production rear-wheel drive R8 because the race cars, the R8 LMS, yeah, was rear-wheel drive. Yeah, it's funny because like when they were doing that with the, the Gallardo Balboni and everything, I mean. It was. I, I'm kind of surprised Audi didn't do it then, um, but uh, you know, Audi's big thing is always we've always been all-wheel drive, right? Uh, but I, I don't see any reason why you can't do it in this car. It's not like you're going to take that car into a circumstance where you need all-wheel drive. Yeah, I mean, but the all-wheel drive one is really good, and the the R the the they tuned the Quattro in that, so it's you know there's there's it's sending power rearward, so it is it is good, and you can get an R8 to step out if you drive it hard enough. Mm-hmm. Now though, you can get it to step all. Oh, the way I, out. I'm thinking that given that all of the weight is very central in that car, that car is going to be a spin monster. Yeah, it could be pretty awesome, but it's going to be low production now. If they just throw another gated manual in there. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no, it won't, but it'd be cool. Um, t- if you see a new R8 on the street, and you're not going to see this one for a little bit, I assume, but if you see an R8 on the street, because it doesn't have the full-length body side blade anymore, it's, yeah. it's broken up. Yeah. If you see one where the lower side blade is body-colored, that's a, that's a v- V8. It's an R8 V10 RWS. So that's or the rear-wheel drive one. they've discovered vinyl wraps. Yeah, that too. Um which will be a thing that happens now. People want to fake because they're, right. they're they're so insecure about their R8. They now have to make it the special R8. Yeah, even though it's the one with um, two less driven wheels. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a blast to drive. Let though. me get here. What do you think? Body, second gen R8 or first gen R8? Um, I mean, the first gen was something really special. 
I think that's classic and that's never going to look bad. However, I'm currently in love with Audi's design language now. And the, the next R8, you know, is more of that. You mean you haven't fallen in love with the new look of BMW? <laughs> I can't say that I have, especially that X7 concept oh God. that came out. Good Lord. Where, where are they hiring these people? I don't know. I don't know. And I have an Audi outside right now, too, actually. Um, but we were going to talk about that later. Sure. Um, okay, so another fr- someone from the Audi Lambo family made news today. Bugatti. Oh, yes. The Chiron set a new speed record. I debate whether that's the right pronunciation. See, people say Chiron. I think, yeah, because in all other circumstances, you would pronounce that Chiron. But you and Johnny Johnny Lieberman are the only two. If Johnny pronounces it that way, I'm sticking with it because he's probably talked to the people who built it. He may have, but I'm just going to spite Johnny. And it's French. And it's French. Yeah. Like if it was Italian, it would be Chiron. Say Francais. Yeah. Chiron. Um, but so Bugatti's getting ready to do in 2018, they're going to do their high speed run. Uh, they're going for the record for a production car, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that today. What they did today was they went zero to 249 miles an hour back to zero, and they did it in 42 seconds. They had Juan Pablo Montoya in the seat. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And I bet it was super stable as hell. And like it was just... Boop, and they'll boop. hold that record for like six weeks before somebody like McLaren goes, yeah, that's cute. No, I don't think McLaren will do it. If anybody wanted to do it, it would be Koenigsegg. Because the, the story is that yeah. the the Koenigsegg Regera or Regera, however you pronounce it's it. It's Regera. You're right. Um, can do zero to 400 kilometers an hour, which I believe is that 249 mark. Um, I think... 400K is 249 yeah. miles an hour. Uh, yeah, carry the three. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, can, it, can make, it can go zero to 400K in 20 seconds. That sounds right for those guys. So it should be able to, to go from 400 to zero in, in 20. You know, it, it, the, oh, yeah. To get to 400 takes longer than to slow down from 400. Yes. So it should be able to do it quicker than Bugatti. Probably it does not. It would not surprise me at all. But you know, it'll be somebody like that. I mean, fuck, and not that I I would endorse it. But I mean, even if if Hennessy wanted to, they could just take a venom and go, okay, add another ten pounds of boost. Yeah, but then everybody does the whole you're, you know, you're a second, you're a secondary guy. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people would make that argument about Koenigsegg. Man, well, very different big scale. building. It's all its own shit, though. Yeah. They they haven't used anybody else's engines in a long, in years and. Koenigsegg is is tiny, but they build yeah. their own shit. Yeah, um, and not not to take away what from Hennessy did with the Venom because I think the car is pretty wicked. But um, I think the the people claiming against it have a point. I would love to see what that car could do. You know, if if Volkswagen would ever let anybody use Era Lesson, but it's theirs; they don't have to. So yeah, I, it's it's one of those um, it's one of those things. Are these records? Are, and it's the most cliche thing ever are meant to be broken. Yeah. Like somebody's going to come by six to eight weeks from now and go, okay, that was cute. Yeah. Done. Maybe, maybe. Um, now in, in more toned down cars, um, not you really, mean that a Chiron, not, 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 you know, not really compared in, in to relative life. Uh, Porsche. Ah, the plebeian car. Yeah. Uh, they released a car that some people think, will piss off 911R owners. I don't know if it's going to do that. But what they did is they've released a, a 911 with a uh, it's 911 GT3 with a touring package. 
So they did it. They pulled the trigger. Yes. Okay, because this had been rumored for a while. So 911 GT3 minus minus the, minus giant the wing, wing and, and, the sh- and it's only available in manual. Okay. So all these 911R collectors who are paying a million dollars for their, you know, nearly a similar thing, people are going to say that's going to piss them off. But the 911R has rarity on its side and it has carbon oh, yeah. fiber yeah, Those cars and, aren't going to lose a lick of value, but at right. the same time... If if they do, I, I think honestly, Porsche Porsche is purposely giving these people a little bit of the middle finger. Yeah, te- oh, because yeah, they're tired. I mean, they, don't get me wrong, Porsche is equally responsible in this deal, but they're also tired of things being purchased on speculation, right? Because it makes them look even worse than they are. Although, there's an easy answer to this: don't tell these people early and make them go through the regular dealership process. Yeah. But I think every automaker likes to come to market. Here's our new car, and it's already sold out. But this one, there's this one is not a limited edition. I, I car. find that the most ridiculous thing ever because yeah. they, they'd announce it, and two hours later, it'd be sold. Yeah. Well, this one though, it's 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 a regular 911. Like it, there's no cap on it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be 145 thousand dollars. So there's a financial cap. Um, but that's, it, that's... it gets the four liter flat six, 500 horsepower. It's a um, a more subtle GT3 with a, only a six-speed manual. That's, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's that's pretty cool. Is it um, okay? So I'm trying to remember where a regular GT3 starts at, and it's about. I think it's the same price. Yeah, something like it's, I, it's pretty close. Yeah, I, I think it's very nearly priced near what a regular GT3 costs. So before you add in seatbelts and and key fob and leather vent question, covers, I guess now the question is is. If you've got the money, which version do you buy? Yeah, I I, mean, I like the like the sneaky version. We take the badges off, have the you know, then wait, you don't have to explain to people why you have a giant fucking wing on the back of your car. Granted, it's a functional wing. Yeah, that actual GT3 owners probably get use out of, especially with that you know ass engine car. And I'm not one generally for giant wings, but I like it on the GT3. It works on that car absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's certain cars that a big wing works, and and this one literally. And uh, um, form-wise, form and function on mm-hmm. this car. So, but but at the same time, I always like subtle, almost the, the sleepers. Nine Eleven R did look really R's fucking good though. Nine Eleven R is awesome. Nine Eleven um, R is fantastic. So you know, it's it's cool. Just if they did another duck-tailed car, Ooh, yeah. then I'd be like, okay, there's your option. I would love to. I wonder. Uh, we should ask Brad Brownell if if that's a factory option. I it must not be because I feel like a lot more people would do it. Uh, they must do do it as like a special thing they can try yeah, out every that's ten only, years. They do it typically once a generation on, yeah. the, on the Porsches, um, and it's very limited production generally. It's uh because it that uh, did they do it on fiftieth anniversary or was it a I different car? I believe they did because that car had the gorgeous interior, um, and the then there was a car. One? Yeah, and then there yeah. was a car before the fiftieth anniversary. That had a ducktail, and I cannot remember the name of it, but a journalist I know got to drive it down the Mulsanne Strait, which is pretty amazing. During, like, parade laps at Mulsanne. Um, I can't remember the car, and I know Brad's screaming right now. I think the biggest thing with the Porsches now is that if you buy one, you almost get remorse because they're improving them at such a rate from year to year. It's like buying a computer in the early 2000s. (laughs) You buy it, and a year and a half later, you're like, son of a bitch! Well, I was already checking to make sure I'm eligible for whatever is announced with Apple coming up, because I want... I I never... uh, Speaking of things that, you know... I, I have the iPhone 7 
seven or seven S. I don't remember, but it's the the regular size one. The seven, then. and so yeah. I didn't want the plus because um, it's like it just seems too big. And then I saw what the camera could do. I'm like, oh no, shit! You want the plus? So you hit the well, I do camera. now for the camera. Yeah. Um, yeah, so whatever that's the one of the reasons I be. bought the plus is the optical image stabilization. Right. I don't even care about that. I just that I really love some of the features oh, they're doing with the camera. Tomorrow they're not just announcing the eight; they're doing the eight, the eight S, and the 10, the ten. Which okay, that's all right. Following the Windows school of actually no, it's not. It's it's not even close to ten. Ten is just tenth anniversary. Tenth anniversary. So it's going to be some stupid expensive one. It is, but it's justified. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. There, there, there are things. Okay. You'll see tomorrow. <laughs> we can talk later. I'm NDA'd on a couple things. Okay. Uh, All right. But I totally they have built-in shout engine uh, adaptability. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I we have been purchased by Apple. Face touch to podcasts. Yes. I am uh, secretly a billionaire at this point, but Sweet. I'm just living humbly. Sweet. You bought one of those Mercedes Project Ones. Well, you're not supposed to say that. Right. Sorry. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, there's going to be cool stuff tomorrow. So. Speaking of apps. Yeah. How's this for a fucking segue? You, you did segue, my friend. We have an advertiser to talk about right now. Uh, Mr. Brian Miller reached out to us. This is an ad, but we accept ads for things that we think make sense. Um, Brian reached out to us to tell us about his new app, which is called Driveline. No space. Basically, he's trying to create a social driving app, and it's right now, sorry, Android lovers, exclusive to the iPhone. If you have some roads you like, you can now map them on your phone and then share them with other people. You can even do video right from your phone of your driving Not experience. Not dissimilar to Strava. You know, um, it's along those lines, uh, network to share all that stuff out on. Um, if you search for it on the, uh, on the App Store currently, it shows up as Driveline LLC. But it's uh, Driveline. The app is called Driveline. I think that probably will get changed at some point in the future here. But it's pretty cool. You I map mean, your favorite driving roads, and then you can you can classify them based on the style. It can be a hill climb, a cruise, B roads. It could be loose surface. It could be trails. You can do the camera stuff. You can post it to your feed so people can see your the road you mapped and the video you took if you want. And then you can also share your cars that you're driving um, you basically, you can build a profile. So there's like a little bit, almost, almost like a light wheel well aspect to it in yeah. terms of the, but the social point of this ability. Is the driving. It's the driving. Yeah. So you go out, you share your roads. You, but the other thing I like is that you could potentially find other roads. So you, yes. if you have a bunch of people, like everybody knows Angeles Crest, but maybe not everybody knows, and everybody knows Ortega Highway, but the road I use off of Ortega Highway, a lot of people don't know. This reminds me. I need to shut that off if I'm driving certain roads. Right. I well, not some roads you don't want to secret. share, but other roads people yeah. might share, and you might go to, like, say you're uh, traveling for business, but you have a day to yourself, and you rented a Camaro or something, or a, uh, a Mustang out here. You find some good roads on this app, and there you go. Now, right now... It's early, so they need people to download the app and start mapping their roads. So you you can jump in, and 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 there's not a ton of coverage right now, but that's why it's us to up us up to us to help them kick this off. It's super easy, and super fast too. So if you've got any inclination to kind of like show off the cool roads to right. anybody that's you know visiting your area, or maybe somebody that just isn't aware of like some badass road that's in the backwoods behind your house. Then do it. Yep. It, it's super, super fast. Driveline. Go on the iOS, go, go on the App Store and find Driveline. And remember that they are a supporter of the Hooniverse podcast. Yes, they are. Cool. Um, and then also, 
I like how they added, remember, racing should only be done on a track under controlled conditions with proper supervision. Always obey posted speed limits and your local traffic laws. So I like yes. how they add that in. <laughs> uh, I believe the same disclaimer comes with the Sport Chrono package when you order a 911. Absolutely. Yes. Um, all right. I'm waiting for the questions to rotate in, but Chris's Wi-Fi is going very slow. So is I might pull now? these up on my phone. Uh, I don't know why it is. Uh, it could be my computer, but I don't think it is. I'm going to open another window and see what happens here as I do this. But I could always pull them up on my phone if need. No, nope, it was the old cached pages of something. So I'm pulling up the Patreon questions now. I love when I give you guys the play-by-play of what I'm doing so that it's and stalling now, for time. slightly scratching his ass. <laughs> Not slightly. I'm digging in. Um, all right. Patreon questions first because they're better than everybody else. Ryan Kelly. So with the Oh, I didn't talk about this yet. Um, but I sold my truck. Oh, yes. (laughs) So I I knew that was coming. We'll get into that, but the first question. So with the Hoon truck being sold, do you have any definite plans for a different engine tranny combo in the Wombat? In my head, I have this big vision of surprising everybody when it's done. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like to talk about it too much, so I haven't been able to do that. At the moment, we're sticking with the 5.7 and the, the gearbox that backs it up. For the moment. Hemi, to be clear. The Hemi. The 5.7 liter Hemi. Yeah. Um, if once it ge- arrives at the shop, who believes they can do the Hemi, if they dive in and look at it and go, no, we can't, we have other ideas already lined up, ready to go. So, Ryan Kelly, not that it matters, but the all-track has Sparco Terras on it. Oh, because I said um, Method Race Wheels. Um, you can't be the price. This is the dude who took the who was driving his all-track with uh, off-road tires. You yep. can't. You can't be the price on the combo for 16 by 7 rims and 215, 65, 16 General Grabber AT2s. Not sure how many listeners own these cars, but they do fit without a lift. Absolutely zero rubbing with a metric fuck ton of beer in the trunk. Yep. Yeah, uh, they make the same, the almost identical wheels for the Fiesta, and they're very popular on that platform. They look great. They're on good the wheels. Yeah. Um, a lot of cheap wheels, like as we've had Alan on from HRE a number of times, buyer beware on a lot of no-name cheap wheels. But if you buy a big name brand like them from like Tire Rack or something, be assured for the most part the quality the quality on those is going to be pretty good. Yeah, you're you're good to go with the Sparko. Just don't buy the Pep Boys no-name brand shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Louis Correa, most overrated and most underrated driving shoes. I mean. I don't have a problem with them, but the most overrated is uh, what the fuck are they called? Pelotes? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're super expensive, and they do the same thing that I think a good pair of Vans can do. My favorite driving shoes, well, it has to be broken in Vans because otherwise the heels hurt, which now Pelotes people are like, well, that's why you get the Pelotes, asshole. This is why I have for years and years, I, I buy Adidas Sambas. Everybody loves the Samba. I wear them until they're like paper thin in the right. soles, and they're... Perfect driving shoes. Um, I like the Vans. I like my like a Nike cross trainer because they got the big wide uh, toe, you know, the bottom, mm-hmm. uh, like the waffle print, um, makes it easy for heel towing. Uh, any sneaker, really, and I don't know why they don't say sneaker out here. You do you say sneaker? Yeah. Okay. We're we're weird for saying that. Everybody says shoes. I say sneaker. I you know back and forth you know. Um, so. I love a good pair of Vans, like I said, uh, and a nice pair of Nike, and then you like the Sambas, and then there are some other ones people love. I don't love the uh, Puma driving shoes just because I feel like they were designed by Italian men who aren't sure which genitalia they prefer best. Uh, These are just very effeminate. No, there isn't, but they're very 
overly stylized, effeminate sneakers. They're a little... They're Italian, so they're a little like, flamboyant. And I don't have a problem with Pumas in general. Just their driving shoes are like, it looks like the sex tiger of driving shoes. I'm like, nah, dude, give me the Vans. Give me the Vans. You wear those. But Pelotti's Pil- overrated, but but I I think they still probably make a pretty good driving shoe. Yeah, they're they're... It's funny. They're overrated by default of not having anything better to call overrated. Really. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Uh, they're good. It's just like I can't justify spending money on those no. when my when my clapped-out Sambas are so good. Right. Uh, and I always make fun of Pelotis on social media only because, and not always, but I'll be going to a press event, mm-hmm. and it'll be to drive some fucking hybrid crossover, and there'll be people wearing Pelotis. I oh, saw yeah. a dude... On the connecting flight from a larger airport, uh, I think it was like Houston down to another smaller Texas area, and we were on the same connecting flight. I knew who he was. He's an older journalist, and he was wearing his fucking Pelotis on the plane. Now, I guess that's smart packing, but you could have worn your cowboy boots to drive this thing. It's That's the guy just like hoping somebody notices his Pelotis and wants to and he's hoping somebody's going to ask him so are you a racing driver it's 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 funny you it i mean it was at the event for the Kia Nero Kia and he was wearing Nero. Pelotis not that there's anything wrong with it, it, it Kia makes plenty of fun No no the Kia cars. Nero is actually great but you don't need Pelotis to drive yeah, yeah, it Yeah it's it's it would be overkill now maybe I'm going to start wearing my Alpine Stars fucking racing shoes to these things Yeah Take it a uh, notch above Pelotis. Yeah, I, I think you're kind of going overkill unless you're actually on a track. If you don't have a manual transmission, it's kind of hard to justify racing shoes. I own a pair of Oakley karting shoes that I got for free, and I've never even worn those karting. Like, I just wear regular sneakers. So. Yeah. Um, I, I've worn my Alpine Star shoes at a race. Now, <laughs> however, I will say, if you put your daughter in Pelotis, that's awesome. Yeah, that'd be pretty cute. Yeah. Um, that'd be pretty cute. <laughs> Shit. Damn it. That'd be expensive. Um, Dina Honda. So my wife's mother has a smart car, and my wife said she wants one. <laughs> what is good and what is bad about this weird little car? Does Mercedes produce this vehicle? Yes. Would it fit in the bed of my stepside S10? Uh, no. No. Oh, haven't received my Hoon Truck ticket. Really? I thought I sent yours. Um, okay, I'll double check um, on that. Um, the good is that you can park anywhere yes um and also i think they redesigned it recently and everybody who's driven it said it's so much better than it used to be and to be honest the old one with like minor minor tweaks was like enjoyable because the center of gravity was super low and it's rear engined uh the bbi autosport guys that was their shop car for years is they put kw coilovers on a smart car um Another positive on the smart car is that they're actually very, very safe. Yes. Because um, it's a cell. It's like a cell body, whatever the fuck they call it. The downside like is cell. the fuel economy is not that good. Yeah, yeah. It's nowhere near what you would think it would be. Yeah, so parking and, and way safer than you think. Um, are the, the reason they're upsides. popular in Europe is because they're tiny. Yeah, exactly. You can park them anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Cash, Jalopnik claims the Jalopnik bump is a real thing. They put a Jalopnik sticker on a race car and it does better. My question is, what will happen if I put my Hoon Truck sticker on a race car? You'll sell it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I have a stack of them that I still need to if mail out and give Hoon out. Truck, if you put a Hoon sticker on your truck. Um, It'll start pissing oil. Uh, it will have a strange electrical issue that you're not going to be able to diagnose easily. Yeah. Hopefully uh, not, but 
Bobby Reed, post Hoon Truck, will shift happen? Will shift happen to the uh, seventy four Mercedes? Will it get a nickname? I have a dumb, dumb nickname in mind, and I gotta check to see if the plate is still available. There was a I don't I didn't want to nickname all my cars because this was just gonna be like the Daily Driver, which I guess in itself is a nickname of sorts. Yeah, I'll keep doing shift happens on the Benz. It's just been in the shop, and I'm getting it back soon. Um, the the license plate mm-hmm. A space Benz was available, and I just think that's that's so dumb. Like, what is it? It's a Benz. Um, I, I, it's brilliant. Right. It's so simple and stupid. Because Benz was obviously taken. Yeah. I, uh, but A Benz was available, and I'm got, I'm going to check this week you to see if it's still available. Better do it because now if this goes out, somebody's going to snap it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, um, but I kept I did keep Hoon Truck plates. I'm not turning those in. Uh, Say I lost. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, oh, they're stolen. I, I was thinking something along the lines of like calling it like Colonel Clink or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't have a good idea for a nickname for it. So I'm just, and it not, I'm not doing much to it. So I'm just like, you know, I just call it the stock car. I don't know. Uh, Kevin Schrage, will Tesla put Model 3s in the press fleet or will they just continue to let owners give them long, slow HJs on social media? They will be in a very controlled press fleet environment. You know, the buff books will get them. Some larger websites will get them. Yeah. I will never get one, um, but whatever. They I don't need shit. it. No, exactly. They don't need and it. And they, they know they don't need it. And they're only providing it to these other outlets just as more or less a courtesy and for free advertising. Right. And but like, but like there are other cars that are in a similar boat somewhat. Like nobody needs to see a review of um, that Mercedes AMG one. You know, no, no, because um, nobody can purchase it, right? But the Tesla yeah. Model Three, it's yeah, it's it's the if you follow some people on Twitter or you see retweets, people are hailing this as one of the greatest technological devices of all times. Which like, is bullshit. The Tesla people are fucking crazy, are are crazy. They, they and this fanatic- isn't a knock against the Model Three. No, yeah, no, no, no. But it's not like some technical tour de force. There's nothing happening in that car that has not happened elsewhere before. I'm not saying it's not good. As a matter of fact, I would like one as a daily, but... Perfect California daily. It's not, like, groundbreaking. Like, I'd argue the Model S was much more uh, groundbreaking. Yeah, the Model S was. They've just taken a formula they've done and made it smaller and more affordable, potentially. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm not considering groundbreaking either. Um, but, I, again, it's, I, it's the Tesla people are are losing their minds comparing it to a first gen iphone which at first glance you go oh first gen iphone that's not that big a deal the first gen iphone was a huge fucking deal yes it was and once again it's it, it wasn't the first gen iphone wasn't an entirely new thing it was just all these other concepts that had been done but refined to a point that nobody had even conceived of right previously. exactly exactly um all right we're jumping to twitter First question, man's not hot at underscore white boy wasted. What's, what's this again? Twitter question. No, no, no. But what was the name? Man's not hot at underscore white boy wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's fun. Uh, I'm looking for a fun or obscure car in the sub $5,000 range. I can't choose any help. Also, I'm in Philly. If you can pull this off, you might have to buy it in California. Get a Baja Buck, like a full-on Cali Baja Buck. What was the other stipulation around it? Fun or obscure sub five k. Also, he's in Philly. <sighs> Is this a car that he needs to use regularly, though? Well, he's fun. Well, he said fun. And sub five k. So I don't know. 
Because, yeah, I mean, don't get the Baja Buck if you need to use a regular. Or, like, you can find big fucking, cat, like, 70s Cadillacs, like, mid-70s, yeah. like, just into the Malays era Cadillacs yeah. for that price, and they can be in excellent shape. I wonder, can you get a 240 Oof. on the East Coast for that kind of money? I, not in any shape you'd want, I'd have to imagine. Yeah. Well, you're not, you're not going to have a wealth of options in that price Get range. a fucking huge Cadillac. You know what else would be good that you could probably get real cheap now? You could steal Doug DeMiro's wagon. <laughs> you could. You could steal Doug DeMiro. Yeah. Sell him on the black market. He's got to be worth something. He's got almost a yeah, million I mean, followers. You could probably get, like, I don't know. You part him out probably for 30, 40 part grand. Part him out. Wow. Uh, but I think it would be interesting. You might be able to find a Cobalt SS for that kind of money. Or, actually, I know you can get an SRT4 for that kind of money. Well, I mean, that would definitely be fun and or obscure. So uh, I'd give you that. Yeah, both those cars. Especially if you can get the Cobalt Turbocharged. That's yeah, a great car. Right. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. I still vote giant fucking Cadillac, especially Philly. Oh, it'd be cool. I'm just going, if he, if he needs to use this regularly, right. those cars would be good. They're cheap to maintain and keep running. Since he's in Philly, he should buy the, the Range Rover, um, the same Range Rover that Dennis Reynolds buys. And yes. pretend he's a psychopath and who just owns a bar. Fill the passenger seat with D cell batteries that you can huck at people as right. you drive along. Uh, Jonathan Klein asks Valkyrie or Project One. Also, there is only right answer. I mean, it's, for me, it's the Aston. As in our Jonathan Klein? Yep. It's uh, the Aston for me. It looks far more spaceshipy, hypercar esque. Yeah, I think you're right. It looks it looks fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with that one. Neil at Digital Neil. From zero to rugged ridge, how do you rate the Project One design? Seems a bit like a design out of the late 90s. Uh, I, I'd go later than that. I, I think it's in the, the, you know, this era, but it's just... It definitely looks like it's one of their older concept cars evolved and paired with the 918. I, I see so much 918 I think in it's, it. I look at that car, and I don't look at it as being dated. I look at it as it's being designed clearly for arrow purposes um that's why it looks that way because there's only so many different ways you can skin that cat yeah but i'm going yeah uh i don't know i think it's pretty cool um, yeah, it's cool it's just not like unique it's not like when you saw like the p1 and you're like ooh. it could be like gtr though so like nissan gtr was like oh that's kind of ugly whole oh, weight it can do what yeah so i think it might be a case of that Although I won't say, I don't think it's ugly at all. No, I don't think it's ugly yeah. either. But it's not wowing people like Mercedes might have hoped, I, th I think. Matt Carhart, at Long DX Commuter. The Corolla IM and the Fit are fundamentally good cars. However, the CHR and the HRV will sell more of these. What is wrong here? People want crossovers. That's, that's the answer. That's really the answer. They want to be off the ground because that equals safety in their head. Mm -hmm. And the Fit is a really good car. There's a, and there's a car that demonstrates this exactly because it's exactly the same the cla to the gla yeah it's the same car right. the gla is just four inches taller yeah and i forget which one is the good one the toyota ia or the toyota im because one of them is a corolla but the other one is a mazda 2 sedan that's the better one i always forget which one it is um so get that one if you're shopping for that uh all right jumping to first burke um well, let me scroll down to the questions as it's going nice and slow. There we go. Posts. Facebook questions. Yeah, I should have probably led with the, uh, hey, I sold my truck. 
um, before the questions dive in. All right. Russell Gorley, it seems the it seems the safari vehicles and wagons are in vogue among enthusiasts. Fucking tell me about it. I'm trying to play catch up here. I, I, it's going to be all over SEMA this year. The E400 all-terrain 4x4 squared is undeniably cool. I'm I'm with you so much. But so much hate for crossovers. If we thought of a crossover as a factory safari wagon, would that change enthusiasts, journalists' opinions, and why? I think you're on the right track. I don't know if it'll fully work because there's something style-wise. So it's... The, the crossover bodies have more visual width in them. They're minivans. Yeah. They're, like, they're, it's the visual width of the profile view of them. There are a few crossovers I've driven that are nearly wagon-like in their dynamics. The GLA, once again, being, being that My way. My CX-5. Um, yeah. There's a couple other ones out there, but, but it's never quite as good as a wagon. So, like, the Volkswagen Golf Alltrack I drove is... is is so much more entertaining than a Subaru Forester. Both great cars, but I'll take the Golf Alltrack over it. So I think you were on the right track if they did some some cool styling features to make them look that way, but it's just not the same visually on just the regular body itself. Good idea, though. Craig and McBride, I bought a, ba- a new base model 370Z, and I'm upgrading the wheel and tire size to that of the Nismo in 19s. It's 245 front 285 rear i want to pull the trigger on michelin pilot sport 4s's but on a teacher's salary it's hard to justify them what other tires should i consider that are similar in performance uh, but a little easier on the wallet the bf goodriches there can be i can't remember the exact model number are they but like the top G end sports BF, or uh a ta sport or something like that i can't remember what the exact model number is but uh similar at the top end of the bf goodrich line it is very very close to a pilot sport um like very close to a PS2, very close, and they're significantly less expensive. There's a G-Force radial I think people really like. Um, I don't know like where ratings and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the pilot, the pilot sports are expensive, but for good reason. You should see – I don't know where you live in the country. Um, there's mouse over. You see what it says? No. Um, because you could always look at the Michelin – what the fuck are they called? The AS3 Pluses. They're all seasons, but they drive like – Fuck and hot, where did elite he say summer he lived tires. Again? I don't know. He didn't say. Here's the one thing I would say is that if you live somewhere that you actually get inclement weather. Oh, you'd go winters. Dude, get winter tires. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get some shitty wheels and some winter tires. Yeah. Because for here's here's a little piece of knowledge. I can't remember who bestowed this. It might have been Jack Baruth years ago, but it's all season tires are no season tires. Mm-hmm. They were compromised in every in every means. So if you can, just do a set of summer tires and a set of winter tires. Um, because all seasons just don't do either super well. Well, Jack needs to drive the Pilot AS3 Pluses because those are the only ones where I think, and I usually agree with that phrase, I wouldn't use them as winter tires, but these tires are fucking incredible. Yeah. they and, But they're Michelin, so they could be expensive as well. Um, Michael Delaney, thoughts on the new Supra? Why didn't they just build the FT1? It looked rad. AMG Project 1 unveil. Thoughts? Zach and Matt's drive through grid life was dope. Is the Gluckinator going to go next time? A little Gluck, Ski, and Hutch. Little Bo Gluck. Gluckzilla. How about Glucky von Gluckenstein? No. Um, I did like Zach and Matt's drive through grid life. That was kind of a cool thing, walking you through the to see you know, what grid life was all about besides the track stuff. We already talked about Project 1. I don't know what's going on with Toyota and the FT1 slash Supra. Yeah, I, the FT1 did look rad. Um, but I, I do need to go to a grid life. I just don't know when there's one this way. Yeah, I think the closest one we're going to have is going to be in like the Midwest. Yeah, um, we, we need a, a West Coast grid life. 
Yes. That's the problem is, is it Matt and, and Zach were paid to go to exactly. those events. Yeah. Uh, and we would gladly go and cover things as well. Uh, it's just a matter of making it work into the rest. But of if our there schedules. was one, if there was one out here, I would at least go check it out, regardless. So it if seems like it's life people cool. are listening by chance, <laughs> uh, we'll go. If you want to hook us up with entry, right? Even better if you want to hook us up with airfare. But uh, yeah, uh, that's a big one. Uh, yeah, it, it's tricky. It's just a major commitment to go to a festival like that for us. I do think it does look rad, though. Um, yep. Josh Millahan, what's the shittiest car you guys have owned in your driving lives and things you've done to keep it going? I'm currently about to grenade an S10 because pile of shit. Mazda B25 pickup truck, worst vehicle I've owned, bar none. I rebuilt the transmission on it three times in the period of owning it for six months. Uh, and when I got rid of it, it was down to a single cylinder running out of four. That's pretty sweet. It was the worst used car purchase I've ever made. Um, yeah. I don't Horrible. I don't own I have not owned that many cars. Um actually I've only just started picking up the pace recently with some of these project cars. Um the I did though for a few months in college I was saddled with my brother's 84 Lincoln Continental um that I didn't even have keys yeah. to. So I would just drive around campus whenever I would I would park it, I'd park it and then I'd jump back in and start it with a screwdriver. That's how I got around. Well, I had an 85Z that was in the shop. So that was fun. That was probably the shittiest one, but I didn't technically own that. Yeah, car. American cars of that vintage were not good. Right. We had a Bonneville when I was a kid about that vintage, and I remember clearly us having to evacuate the car because it was on fire. Oh, the shittiest car I owned was a it was my wife's uh B5 Audi A4. Yeah, those are pretty bad. That thing fucking sucked. Those are bad. Um, uh, and, and then one of the worst cars I've be been exposed expensive. to recently is uh, my brother-in-law's uh, G35 is the most horribly unreliable piece of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, literally breaks every other week. He should probably look get something else. Yeah, I've endorsed that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Oliver von Meisner, it seems like a lot of car guys abandon projects well before they're completed, myself included. A brief look at Craigslist will show hundreds of half-finished and unstarted cars waiting for a new home. How do you keep motivation up for your various project cars? Sometimes it's tough, but it, it depends on your ability, your space to work on it, your financial situation. But like with the Civic, that needed so much more things, and I, and I never could get excited about a front-wheel drive, four-cylinder vehicle. I really liked the Civic. But then with the truck, V8, rear-wheel drive, American muscle, I was doing things on it myself. Uh, that was much more entertaining. It's been difficult to keep up the motivation for my wagon project. I will say that. Well, but your I'm wagon needs a lot of stuff that you just frankly don't have the skills to do. I can't do any of it. Yeah. <laughs> So, and I don't mean that in a negative no, way. No, it's I, just I like, can't do any of that it's shit. A, you know, it's stuff that you just can't do at home. Yeah, it's going to need things fabricated for it. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, motivation can be tough, but that's why Craigslist is, if you are moderately competent and know what to look for, you could potentially score some great shit. Oh, yeah. Somebody else's half-finished project, you've got to undo a lot of messes, but mm -hmm. if they've put a lot of parts in it already, you can save a lot of money. Or if they got to a certain spot, spot where, like, I got the engine in and then I stopped, you, you just come in and fuck That's kind of what Matt did when he bought his Mustang, is it had a fresh motor, mm. uh, and then he did everything else. Right. Um, but uh, as far as keeping motivation, 
it's it's a matter of the thing that'll break me is not anything to do with the car. It's being taken away from the project by having to service other things, mm. whether you know that's social things or whether that's work that keeps you away from away from it for an extended period of yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. You um, just you start to lose focus and interest. Yep. Alexander J. Panek, if you were to move with your family to a remote location in the mountains, uh, example, like the first Bourne movie, what would be your vehicle of choice to conquer the elements and what would be the perfect mods to your car? I always said, and it wasn't um, it wasn't the mountains, but I always said if I relocated to an island so you could use this vehicle in the mountains, it would be a Subaru STI, but I've since switched it. I would take a Crosstrek with a STI powertrain swap. Um, method race wheels, BFG, KO2s, mud flaps. That would probably be my, my family car for that situation. If you had to live in a remote area, and let's just say, well, actually, they're not horribly unreliable. They're actually okay. Uh, and you still wanted something that was fast and nice but could seriously do real off-road duty, Cayenne Turbo. Well, better swap out the wheels. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, they use those cars yeah. for search and rescue in right. Europe, so, um, you know, if get, we're playing get a, hypotheticals. Get a G63, get all those diffs, get all those diffs, baby. I don't like the Get G-Wagon. those diffs, uh, but when they're done in, when they look like the workhorses they should be, they look so much better. Um, but they're uh, not supposed to be comfortable. You know what I'll do is if we're just going to go completely unlimited on this. I'm going to deliver Unimog. Unimog to Jonathan Ward and go, I'll see you in a year. Oh, God. Jonathan Ward. He's never done a Unimog, right? No. That would be amazing. He needs to. Or like a Pinsgauer or something. Christopher Gatsky. I'm looking sub 35,000, newer used, but want steering feel equivalent or better than an FRS. Where should I look besides a Cayman? Uh, I mean, you might have answered your own question. Um. Steering feel equivalent? Or better, um, the BRZ. Um, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really have a good answer. You for could that. do a C six Z O six on that, and that's hydraulic steering, and it's actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, um, you're almost into, you're real close to nine nine seven one area. You basically got to look at vehicles that have hydraulic steering, and then just cross anything with electric. Just cross it off your list. Although I don't hate the electric steering on my Fiesta. Yeah, it's it's fine, but it I mean, it Ford did a good job of tuning their electric steering. Yeah. But most people don't. Yeah. Ford and GM have the electric steering on their performance cars down really well. So Volkswagen is getting it too, actually. They'll everybody's all, getting it. They'll but. give it another generation and it'll be universally good. Yeah. Um um, Chris Cavalieri, does scarcity of craft beer make it better? Seller's remorse. Have, uh, I'm going to answer that first. No. I, I mean, everybody likes to hunt for, they call them the whales. Um, I hate having to, to ask if my favorite beer is hidden behind the counter. I hate, I don't enjoy doing that. Um, but you know, you, they, these people can't distribute to everybody. So the scarcity doesn't make it better. Um, but some of the best beers are scarce because they're smaller. So that's really all it is. Seller's remorse after selling the Hoon truck. No, I, I mean I miss it a little bit, but I have money to go do the Wombat now. So I'm and very. If you want another one, it's excited. just a few thousand dollars away. Yeah, true. The the truck actually it has moved a few towns over, so it's not far. 
Uh, keep up the good work. Really like the recent SQ5, S4 videos. Thank you. Cody Johnson, how far ahead to you to ask questions before the podcast? We usually ask questions day of, so that's the this is the best place to do it. Um, so that technically you asked a question and I answered it. Mind mm. you, we record so show comes out on Wednesday. Typically, we record on Monday evenings. And if you if you ask me a question ahead of me or outside of me, asking for your questions, I usually miss it or forget to include it. So it's best to respond to these. Give us a question post. That's the best way, unfortunately. Andrew Billman, when is Ford going to recall the GT to fix the issue about the two missing cylinders? That's funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, Blake Swan, is there a new car out, sub 40K, that genuinely gets you excited to review it and drive? I'm really curious. I think it's it's just cutting it close on your limit, right? Uh, the Type R. I want to see what the Civic Type R can do. Uh, yeah, and I think you can get, I think both the Mustang GT and the Camaro are you, at the you can get them just under 40K, which are both excellent cars. Yeah. Um, but Type R, um, yeah, it's probably Type R that I can think of on that list. Uh, I'm really, 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 really curious what Subaru is going to do with the next-gen STI. So that'll be one that I'm excited the, about. They've got to step it up. They have. They this can't be that far off because the global platform is here. The Impreza is out. It's the still the, it's is the on only it. car in their lineup still left using that engine. Yeah. Um, that engine architecture, I should even say, uh, and everybody else has stepped in. I mean, between Volkswagen and Ford, they're so far beyond what what Subaru is doing right now. Yeah, well, Subaru, but Subaru, it, I, they're probably like, well, we're selling every car we make, so we're doing all right. Yeah, they are a very conservative manufacturer. Um, Tane Hopu, Team uh, Honda Motor America just tracked a new Odyssey at Gridlife. What new van would you select, and what would you do with it? I would do a Pacifica, and I would start grabbing parts from the Mopar catalog. I would also go Mopar, but I would go with a. Tr- I would go with one of their uh, Transit fans. That's not Mopar. That's Ford. No, 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 not the Transit. Oh, Promaster. The Promaster. Okay. Yeah, that works too. Then I had one for SEMA. It was actually surprisingly. Right. And I can't believe I'm going to say this. It was Peppy. City or the, the big one? Uh, no, the little one. Promaster City. Uh, no, those are cool. Yeah, and they weigh nothing because right. there's no interior. The Nissan NV Taxi with some GTR parts would be cool, too. Yeah, that could be cool. I think you, you can get the NVs at rear drive, too, right? I don't know. I believe Some of the vans are on their side. But, uh, yeah. Well, the, the big NVs are, I think. I don't know if the little guy is. I have yeah. no idea. I have no fucking clue. Um, Greg Pellet, what's your favorite kind of pie? It's cheating, but I'm going to say pumpkin cheesecake. That is cheating. But I don't care. I'm it's just going to say pumpkin. Show. Pumpkin is the best, uh, especially cold pumpkin good pie. Good pumpkin pie is pretty good. Cold pumpkin pie. I also love Thanksgiving, so there's that. Efren Olivares, did watching the revival, revival coverage make you want to ditch all your projects and buy a race car? No, it wants me to make me finish my projects, even though they would never be allowed to the revival. Um, the revival coverage was awesome, though. We're, we're out of that price range. We're not yeah. revival type. Um, they race some smaller, like minis and fiats and shit, too, though. Um, true. Tommy Loretta, what's the most overrated craft beer sold nationally? Uh, I.e. Sam Adams, Blue Moon. The most overrated craft beer sold nationally. The problem is that a lot of these AB... AB InBev, and apologies to my friend for saying this, um, you know who you are, they package craft beer-like things as craft beer, but they're not very craft, like, um, 
What the fuck is the one I'm trying they to They brand it so they don't look like, like Blue the, Moon. Blue Moon's not craft beer at they, all. You know, they brand stuff. And this isn't just for that industry, but a lot of things. Yeah. Where they brand, they, they make a subsidiary, they brand it so it looks like you're not buying from, quote unquote, the man. Right. Um, but like, if we're talking true craft beer, um, shit, that's a tough one. There are a few that are popping in my head, but they're still good. But something like... Ah, I feel bad even saying this. I was going to say Dogfish 60 because Dogfish 60 does nothing for me. Like you have to jump to not, and everybody loves Dogfish. Like, dog, have you ever had Dogfish? It's, I don't want to call it entry level or gateway craft beer, but it is for good reason because they make tons of good shit. But Dogfish 60 doesn't. Is that do basically anything. up there with like, have you ever driven a Miata? Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Like well, your average person is just like, I drove this little Miata thing. Right. I just, I thought they were chick cars, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. Porsches are fast. Like it's yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, on the West Coast, if I had to pick a West Coast, I, I don't want to say Stone, but uh, oh, Stone Enjoy by that is the most overrated craft beer. The first batch of it was amazing, and it's been downhill ever since. So that's that's a better answer. Um, and Enjoy by is one where it's very fresh, freshly hopped, so you have to drink it by a certain date. Niles Rogers, how do you think cars? How do you think cars express their owners, like their anal glands? How does your car collection express who you are as people? Um, mine's – well, I have two Benzes, so that I, – I don't know. It shows that I like German cars and American cars. <laughs> Jeff wants to be wealthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I've certainly made judgments on people depending upon what they drive. Uh, once you get a glance at somebody and see what they drive, sometimes it can give you a little tip off about them. Right. Certain cars, not all cars, but I mean certain cars. Like if you see a backwards baseball hat and a 350Z, you know that dude. <laughs> you know that dude. Right. Uh, I One of my cousins drives a WRX and he definitely vapes. Like he's way into it. Yeah. So um, there's that. Um I don't know. I've got a Fiesta and a Corvette. Uh, yeah. You know. And I had an F100 and a 280 sedan, Mercedes. So it, I'm, we're kind of all over the map here. I got You know, the funny thing is, is, you know, you always get the, the – some people go – it, it depends on where it is. Some people go and they look at the big truck and go, oh, you must have a tiny dick. Or some people go and you get the sports car, oh, you must have a tiny dick. And I got into this thing with, like, some women that I was working with at one point, and I was like, this makes no sense because I own a Corvette. And I own a Fiesta. What does that say? That you only have one ball. I have three, actually. <laughs> and a nubbin. Nice nubbin. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think some cars do, but but you cannot rely on it, I think is the takeaway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ross Ballot, thoughts on the new TVR? I think the idea of it sounds very awesome. The studio photos they took, I agree with the rest of the internet, were fucking terrible. Uh, I like the look of this car much better than the Tuscan, though. Yeah, well, the Tuscan is an alien from planet Supercaria um, that was trying too hard and got kicked out. But uh, Cosworth built Ford 5-liter with a manual gearbox, mm-hmm. uh, and their real goal is to go racing and win their class at Le Mans. So and by Cosworth right. built, that means that the Cosworth tacked an intake on it. Uh, that's about it. Um, probably makes it sound better. <laughs> Cosworth's uh, good with the sound. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad that they're using a common engine in it, right? 
because uh, I would not want a TVR designed engine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Taylor Shelton, what's the best $30,000 around Carmack special? If you look with mid range mileage, you can find Jag XJs. I shit you not. I have a new king of this category oh. that I am seriously considering myself. Cadillac CTS V-Sport. V-Sport, the okay. V-Sport. The V-Sport. Um, all the handling dynamics of the CTS V makes about 450 horsepower on the LF3, which is the 3.6 liter twin turbo motor. That is almost identical to the one that's in the ATSV. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have titanium connecting rods. Um, a single software flash bumps them 100 horsepower and 120 pound feet of torque. Well, there you go. That's a good answer. Um, for $30,000 all day long. Right. And those were $80,000 cars when they sold brand new a year and a half, two years ago. Right. Okay. So uh, two different views, but actually two big luxury sedans that are also sporty yes so there you go the alpha platform is the best platform <laughs> uh those are all the questions for tonight so yeah i sold the truck um truck is gone went to another journalist right it did go to another journalist who's going to use it as a surf vehicle which is fantastic um, perfect per- absolutely perfect he i think he knows how to wrench a little bit too which will come in handy um, we'll have, have him on we should have him on um and it, the truck is only like a t- town or two away from me. Uh, so it's it's cool that it's staying in, in the area. It's cool that I sold it. He was happy to not have to deal with anything on Craigslist. And I, you know, I never listed it. I talked to him on Twitter briefly, and that was it. He took one test drive. That's I mean, the easiest transaction I've ever had, probably that he's had too. You could have had the Craigslist experience with him. And by that, either anonymous sex or a murder. Right. But you didn't. Uh, so it, it worked out really well. It's just he drove it. He said, you fix the oil leak and I'll buy it. I was like, all right. And I fixed the oil leak the next week. Um, now, the Benz, my 74 Benz, is finally getting wrenched on right now. Like, it's actually, it has new tires on it. Yep. It's getting new seat bottoms for the front seats. It's getting new seals and hoses. The old steering wheel is going to get installed, um, and I'm hoping I get it back within a week or two. He's going to the, – the builder at – or not the builder, but the shop at Leistung in Garden Grove. He, uh, the reason he was so busy is because he was prepping show cars for a bunch of Mercedes events, mm-hmm. and his cars won most of the awards handed out. So this guy's legit. He's awesome. Cool. But, and it, but the prices he's throwing at me are just – it's all the numbers. I'm like, this is very, very fair for the things he wants to do. Um, so that's great to see as well. Um, so I'm getting it back soon. I've really missed it. I haven't Aren't driven the it seats in on so those things long. like famously disgusting to work on. I have no idea, but it's horsehair. The padding is horsehair. Yeah, that's why. So. But the seat, the the seat cover material is in excellent shape. So I just need to get. Oh yeah, the yeah. The interior on in your car yeah. is surprisingly good. It is. Um, well, so actually, that's excited. surprisingly is the wrong term because the rest of that car is in pretty damn good shape. It's pretty good shape. Yeah, it's in pretty good shape. But I, I, I I've missed it. it I've, it's been away for so it's long. It's a cool car, man. Um, I'm very excited to get it back and not worry about doing the press car shuffle. Um, but I also, speaking of press cars, I do have a good press car this week. What is it? The TTRS. Oh, that's a good car. That's a good car. That's the one and I'm I, driving. And I said that based only loaded. on the last generation. I haven't been in this one. This one's so much better. Yeah. Um, so much better. Um, this one is loaded and it's 80 grand. 
That's not horrible for that it's car. It's a lot, though. But re- relative to competition, it's really not bad. I'd rather have that than like an M4 or something. This, you would line it up more against the M2. You know, Size-wise, but I mean performance-wise, I think it's closer to an M4. It is closer to the M4. Um, if you compare it to a Cayman S, it's as fast as 60. Okay. And this one has a back seat. It's cooler, and it has, I think, an opportunity to make a lot more power. It's, well, yeah. Uh, that inline five is 400 horsepower as it sits, mm-hmm. and you, like any Audi Volkswagen product, just give it a flashy flash. And well, and and, and uh, I believe our good friends at Con Media are going to be taking over the APR. Yeah, we counts. talked about that last week. So, I think I uh, said I was getting the car uh, because they they got bought by the same parent company that owns Dynan, and they've been Dynan's PR people for a long time. Right. So. Hopefully we'll get a chance to play. Yeah, I hope so. The car is just it's it's you can drive it so fast. Uh yeah, Audis have a way of doing that with the all-wheel drive system of just confidence, confidence, confidence. And the RS stuff is just even even more so. It's a great chassis. I would prefer the RS3 cuz it's $10,000 cheaper and you get more room. Right. But the chassis is not as finely focused on it's really good. It's just the TTRS. There's a reason they're charging more. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the TTRS, the motor's a little further back and, you know, a number of different things. Um, it's, um, it's, a, it's, it's their performance coupe. I mean, I'd expect it to be a bit, a bit harder edge. It's a baby R8. It's a baby R8 for, yeah. uh, you know, so much. It has the same steering wheel as the R8. And you, the funny thing is, is like you give that thing to APR and when they're done with it, it's going to be real close to an R to an R8 power wise. Yeah, it is faster than the first gen V8 R8 by like a lot. Yeah, and it is as fast as the la- the like second gen initial V10 before they got into the V10 plus, and I think something like that. Like zero to sixty car and driver says three six. I mean, wouldn't be surprised if it's a, li- a few ticks under. Yeah. This is a car that does not get its due. It's fast. And they've been consistently good for the last couple generations now. The I could immediately bring the price down on it by not selecting the dynamic package because that gives you front carbon ceramics, which you don't need because you're not taking it to the track. Mm-hmm. It removes the adjustable suspension and does a fixed RS suspension. So it's, okay. sti- so it's stiffer. Okay. So those two things make sense on the track. On the road... Not so much. The, but it does remove the 155 limiter and gives it a 174 mile per hour. That's so there's realistic. That. Yeah. And you get the, the OLED lighting too, which is kind of cool. Oh, OLED lighting is very nice. So it's, it's a shame you can't grab and what's pieces. That, what's that pack cost? Six grand for dynamics pack. That's really, but you know what? Six grand just to get the ceramic brakes alone is almost worth it. Well, but, but to get that, to get the suspension and the brakes. And the OLED lighting. I'd rather have the lighting, yeah. the raised limiter, just to say I have it, um, and that's it. Like, I don't want the brakes, and I don't want the suspension. In the grand scheme of things, as far as packages go, I don't feel like that's a ripoff by any Well, that's stretch. because the, it's including ceramics. That's why. Yeah. Even you, you pay that much for a suspension package on a lot of cars. But it's bringing it to a dumbed-down suspension. But that's because it's a ra- more race-inspired suspension. Yeah. It's like very Porsche-esque of them. Um, well, but regardless, they, it is Volkswagen Auto Group. Yeah. The, it's, the car's fucking incredible, though. I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, I should have a video on it later this week. Um, that's but, an interesting matchup, is when you start looking at those, you go, TTRS or Carrera? It's faster than a Grand Sport Corvette. 
Around what? Just to 60. To 60? By like a good few ticks. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. You get the dual clutch in there, right? Yes. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Um, uh, so shout engine. Plug it. Plugging shout engine. Uh, as usual, if you want to do a podcast, come over and do that. Uh, getting Continuing to work on version 2.0 uh, that will be out in the fall that has all kinds of fancy stuff. But in the meantime, we're still up. We're still running. We're still free. Uh, we'd love to have you on there. And um, we're also planning some stuff for SEMA now with our friends over at Magnaflow uh, in regards to Shot Engine Podcasts uh, at the show. And we will very likely have some other uh, Shot Engine properties on and recording while we're there. Where can they find you on the social medias? On the social medias, you can find me exclusively on Twitter at Hayes Data. And you can find me on Facebook, but as you'll find out quickly, I never respond to anything there because I log into it once every year and a half. <laughs> uh, find me on Twitter at Jay Glucker. Also follow at The Real Hooniverse. Find me on Instagram at Hooniverse Jeff. I had to think about that for a second. Also at The Real Hooniverse. Uh, go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm posting a goodbye video of the Hoon Truck tonight at midnight. Um, everybody always tells you to cl- – I never do this, but I, you should tell people to click that little – bell icon next to subscribe because yeah notification squad what up uh but i never do that i should start doing that um not here but on the videos um go to hooniverse.com read our goddamn articles and uh that's about it oh and itunes you know rate and review yeah rate and review us and and while you're there go get driveline and go get driveline and we'll see you next week hopefully zach is out of his drug-fueled burning man stupor i I legitimately have not talked to zach and almost two and a half months he's been so, crazy busy yeah then burning man vacation and then we're gonna grab him before he's crazy busy england again. england to go see that girl then filming then burning man then grid life and, yeah. and next fighting the abominable snowman at ufc 92 nice peace out